0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of A's cast your free 24 seven nonstop destination for A's baseball. It's time to go inside the front office of the athletics with the general manager of the A's David Forst here. Now is the David Forst show
1: with Chris Townsend.
0: David joins us here on A's cast live. How are you, David?
1: Well, Chris, long time to no talk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think you got to be excited. And we were just talking about it. We're one week away from your pitchers and catchers showing up to Mesa, Arizona. Uh,
1: yeah. A week away from them actually being on the field. Everybody's coming in even three days before that to start the intake process. So uh, it's even closer than a week. And uh, here we go. Yeah, there's a lot, lot to get done, and a lot of things to figure out how they work. But uh, we are getting started.
0: You know, haven't been around you guys for a long time. I try and tell the fan base, you just got to trust the process. There's a reason why you guys get to the playoffs all the time. And I think, I think everybody just things were a little bit slower this off season, but. Out of nowhere, you got your shortstop. We we had Jed, we had Jed La- we had uh, we had Jed on the uh, Jed Lowry on the show earlier today. It's just people need to trust the process, and sometimes it takes a little bit longer for you in an off season.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I appreciate the uh, yeah the confidence. Um, this is this has been a weird off season. I mean, we're coming off a, a weird sixty game sprint, and and into an off season where we didn't necessarily know if we were going to start on time until like a week ago and then still until like two nights ago waiting for a manual on how it was all going to work so it's it's been a weird off season for sure and and there's a lot of other things going on in the world a lot of things to figure out but um but obviously all along we've been you know hoping there are opportunities to improve the team and I think there's certainly enough uh, enough of a foundation enough of the 2020 group returning that that this this group should have a chance to defend its division title and um you know adding elvis obviously huge to to add some stability to that position um you know we're, we're hopeful to get uh the 2018 version of jed lowry back that would be a boost and uh and a lot of other conversations still going on so i don't think uh I don't think the full roster is out there yet. We've still got some work to do.
0: How weird was it this offseason that you didn't necessarily know all the rules? You didn't know the roster size. As a front office, when you're trying to build a roster and you don't really know the number, is it going to be 26 or 28 or 30, a taxi squad? What was that like for you?
1: Yeah, it's it's strange. And, and you know, obviously we don't we don't have the dilemma that National League teams had and still have and not knowing if they're going to have the DH. It looks like there won't be a DH in the National League. And, um, you know, so we don't have to contend with that. Um, but you're right there. You know, all the uncertainty kind of leads to everybody really not knowing when and how to act. And I think, you know, we saw that with free agents signing later than ever this year and and big deals not happening until well after the first of the year. Um, And it just, you know, it just lends itself to sort of kind of being on hold for a while. And that's where we were for, for much of the off season, which is not the way we like to operate. I mean, you've seen in other off seasons, whether it's trades or free agents, when we have a target, we sort of know what we want. We we try and act quickly and, and make quick strikes. Um, so this was not, you know, not ideal for us. Um, but we, you know, we, we remained patient. Like I said, we, we made the deal for Elvis when it became clear, Marcus was no longer an option. And, and, you know, I'm, we're still working the phones and, uh, you know, hopefully, like I said, get some things done before, uh, before too long here.
0: You know, we talked to Elvis on Saturday, we did a special show after the trade and David, I've been interviewing pro athletes for a long time. And he sounded to me like a football player. All he wanted to talk about was winning. He's like, I- I'm so excited for a chance. This is a guy that's played in two World Series. He's played in 42 playoff games. He's coming to Oakland to win. And just uh, it's just music to my ears. When, when you talk to a guy like this and you know his pedigree and you know that it's not about money, it's not about at-bats, he's coming here to win a ring. I think you got to love that.
1: It was really important to hear that from him. And and we certainly did. I mean, we, as the trade discussion was going on, we had a phone call me uh, along with Billy and Bob all talked to him because he had, you know, he had the no trade clause and, and it was ultimately up to him. Um, and, and he said exactly those things. He wants to win. He's seen us across the diamond, obviously for 12 years. He know, knows how we operate. He knows how Bob manages. Um, and, and it, it's not about money because he he gave up some money to come here. I mean, we know the difference in, you know, taxes between here and and being in Texas. And he gave up some money to come here. And and he wants to win. He was excited about playing alongside Chap on the left side of the infield. Excited about the group that we've got returning. You know, they obviously had a, a rough few years in Texas. Um, and he wanted you know his last his last couple of years to to be spent with a chance to win. So. It was exciting. I, I talked to him again the, the morning we, we finalized the deal, and um, he was so excited. And again, yeah, he, he knew that this is a group that's got playoff experience. He just wants to add his to the mix. And, and like you said, he, he's been to the World Series. That's something our guys haven't done yet. Um, and, and if a little bit of that rubs off on the rest of the group, that'd be great.
0: You know, Chris Davis will always look back at those three years as he was just a dominant power hitter. Obviously, things change. I know it's got to be tough for you guys because you made the investment in him. Uh, I know how much he means to you guys as a person. Just uh, just talk about trading Chris Davis, and, and, and it couldn't have been easy for you guys.
1: No, it wasn't. I said the other day when I talked to the writers that – um, you know first of all it was a very difficult phone call to make uh to to talk to chris and as we were going along in the discussions that that was sort of the part of it i was dreading the most was having to make that phone call um look my, my son has been wearing number two in little league for the last five years for a reason um but you know chris is a pro and and i i told him and i and i said this publicly the other day like he came here at a time when uh we we were not that good a team you know he 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 was the guy who sort of changed the direction and, and had those huge years in 16 and 17 and and kind of gave everybody something to aspire to and and yeah he was he was invaluable for us during that time he you know he kind of sold the a's by himself with uh, some 40 homer years. so it's always hard to make that phone call and and you know chris is a pro i know he wants to get back on track after the last couple of years and um, it's interesting to you know to me that we're sort of bringing Jed Lowry back a couple years you know, a couple years away, and now we traded Chris. and you always feel like hopefully there's another chance down the road. and, and we, we, we kind of find a way to make that happen in some cases.
0: Well, you know, I, I think about Jed and you know, we know what he has meant to this club over the years and just an extra base hit machine, all the doubles, great OPS. But the other thing about Jed, and I mentioned this earlier in the show, you know, the thing about Jed is it's like he's the adult in the room. He's a really smart guy. (laughs) I I think a lot of people can go to him for advice. So not only if you can get him healthy, what he does on the field, but also what what, what he does for your clubhouse.
1: For sure. There's definitely that element. And, and, you know, I'm not going to sort of sugarcoat it. Losing Marcus and Liam, a couple of the – you know, more veteran leaders in the clubhouse. I mean, that's definitely a factor. So um, I think Jed's at a little little different place now than he was in 18, obviously, going out, you know, looking for that big contract after the year. And he, right now, he just wants to prove he's still the guy that that he thinks he is. And it, it was a rough two years in New York. And, um, we're, you know, our guys are really impressed with where he is physically. Um, I'm sure he told you he's ready to ready to get out there and, and, you know, coming in on a non-roster invite. I, mean, I think he, he sort of understands what's ahead of him and uh, it'll be fun to watch him over the next six weeks.
0: Yeah. I mean, cause if he works out, you got your left-handed bat um, because, you know, it's one thing that we've talked about before is your very right-handed dominant lineup. Are, are you still maybe looking to add another left-handed bat?
1: I I am. I, I'm I'm always looking. So, um, uh, no, we're yeah, I think we know we're right handed. Obviously the two guys on the left side of the infield, most of the outfield, um, you know, Murph behind the plate. So yeah, I, I think we'd like to balance it out. Obviously Jed goes a long way towards doing that and helping Oli. Um, but yeah, we're doing uh we're doing some late shopping here, some some last minute shopping to to look for a left handed bat, maybe you know, look in the bullpen. We'll, uh, we'll see what's, what's still out there.
0: You know, I'm a big Mike Fires guy, and I've talked to you about this in the past. He's 26 and nine since he came to the A's. All Mike Fires does is win games, and he especially wins games at home. I don't know if you can conf- confirm it, other people have confirmed it. Or, or is Mike Fires back?
1: <laughs> I, I. Can't I can't confirm it yet. Um uh, I've seen the reports and we definitely uh we definitely like the idea of having Mike back um until uh until some paperwork is done, uh probably premature to uh to discuss it here.
0: Okay, so but I look at your rotation and let you know, Manaya, Frankie Montas, Jesus Lazardo, Chris Bassett, you still got the younger kids with Jeffries and Caprellian and Holmes. You're still hoping for AJ Puck. Uh, are you happy with your depth? It seems like you got a lot of depth with your starting
1: rotation. Yeah, no, I feel good about that group, and uh, and yeah, I mean, we we're going to get AJ out there in the spring and get him stretched out and see um, see what's best. Obviously, he's coming off a couple of years now with not a, a ton of workload, so we know we knew going into the off season, even if even if his rehab went great, which it has, um, you know, that we were going to have to. Sort of be creative with his innings in 21. So um, he's definitely part of that group, along with those other guys. And um, but you know, certainly the first four names you mentioned, I, I'd match them up against just about anybody around and and what they did last year for us, getting to the playoffs.
0: Yeah, it really. Chat my hide. ESPN had an article that rated your starting staff twentieth in baseball. I went, are these people not watching? <laughs> like, what, what are you talking about? This is one of the best staffs, one of the most deepest staffs in, in baseball. But I mean, you know, the no, national it's
1: okay. Just yeah, let's let's stay under the radar. We we can sneak up on some people. We don't we don't need to be ranked high. That's that's how we roll here.
0: There are a tremendous amount of players that are still out there. I don't know. This may be the most in your career that you've ever seen free agents, whether it's relievers, position players, there's a bunch of guys. So for you right now, what are you looking to improve on this roster before you guys head to Mesa?
1: Well, like I said earlier, it's, it's you know, we try and make our sort of targeted strikes and guys that we know and guys that, you know, that we would have gone after early in the offseason if this were a normal year. So, um, you know, we're, we're definitely talking to relievers looking to shore up the depth in the bullpen um, you know, some of that left-handed back conversation, though that's not as easy to fit when you feel like you've got, you know, you've got starters at every spot. So the nice thing about the bullpen is you've got a number of spots down there to fill. So um, it's hard to say exactly, but, um, but yeah, we're looking, looking to keep improving. And it doesn't necessarily have to be done by the time we get on the field Tuesday or by the time the position players even get out there. I mean, I think the way this off scene is, off season has gone, you're going to see guys signing in the March probably. And, and that's kind of the way it goes.
0: Yeah, it just is what it is. Uh, let's end on this. What excites you for 2021 about your ball club?
1: Well, the same thing we did back in November, the, the, the group of experienced guys who are coming back, who make up the core and the foundation of this club. And that's the four starters you just talked about for sure. I mean, those guys give us a chance to win every night. Um, and the position player group that's returning and, and Murphy, Olsen, Chapman, now put Elvis in that group. And then Canna, Pinder, Loriano, Piscotti in the outfield. Um, you know, that, that's a position player group that, uh, that got us to where we went last season. And there's no reason they don't all get better this year. So the, the idea of all those guys being at a point in their career where they continue to improve, um, they're all trending up. And you think about what what happens if they all come together, those starters do what they're capable of. It's, you know, again, it's a chance. It's a chance to really go out and defend uh, the Western Division over the course of 162 games.
0: And I love how every player we talk about and we talk to David, they talk about winning these guys it's this is a this is a core that's won together in the minor leagues. Now you bring in a guy like Elvis, you bring Jed back. It's just these guys are about winning. They want to win games, they want to win in the playoffs, and they want to win a World Series. So many other franchises are talking about other things. I just like the fact that everybody we come in contact with is about winning, and it's about winning in Oakland.
1: Yeah, it's, look, it's what it's what we're here for. It's, it's why we, we spend all the time doing what we do. It's why the players put in the work in the off season to, to get ready to go out on the field next week. It's, that's the point of what we do. So, um, yeah, it's exciting to think about uh, getting back out there, winning games. And, um, and yeah, I, I I'm, I'm happy with where we're at right now.
0: Well, it's great to have you back on. It's good to hear your voice. Be well, be safe, and let's talk soon.
1: Hi, Chris. uh, I'll talk to you from Mesa.
0: David Forrest, the general manager of your Oakland Athletics. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.